you don't know what their situation is. You don't know anything about them and you're making a judgment. And I think that is not okay. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to be compassionate when your husband's behavior embarrasses you. That's actually more accurate. Well done. Thank you. I like it. And that's what I was trying to say the very first time. (laughs) I I acknowledge the trying. I don't think you were very (laughs) successful. I I think I was. Let's check. I want to know. Here we go. Okay. So we got an email from someone. First off, this sounds a little different. We're in an echoey room right now. Oh, yeah. Because we're traveling again. We're actually in a hotel room in San Diego, and we're recording on the iPhone. So it's a little bit different, but you all should be able to hear us. Yeah. Okay, what's the question that someone emailed us today? So we got this question that says, uh, how how to... Need my glasses? No. (laughs) Need it. No, I don't need those. (laughs) Yes, you do. Okay. I'm just fine. Quit bugging me. (laughs) This is going to play out really good today, I can see. Good morning, everybody. All right. This says, how to be compassionate toward a spouse when the way they just handled a situation is different from my own and results in disconnection. And then what's the context for it? They give a context. Yes. So the context is the question stems from anxiety and disappointment and embarrassment as a result of when the husband is reactive or responsive towards different things. Towards a referee. Yeah. Or a youth soccer game. Yeah, or honking at others while driving. Okay, so this is going to be good because this is going to be totally theoretical. (laughs) For us, I never get upset at traffic or anyone else. Never. Yeah. Big fat liar. (laughs) And how my reactions make you feel. Yes. Okay, you and I can actually talk about that. Yes. Because we've worked on this. We have. And my reactions, the way I respond to certain situations, have not always made you feel safe. Comfortable. Yeah. In fact, we just had this conversation yesterday. Yes, we did. Again, it's kind of funny how these things play out. But there were a few issues at the hotel that we were staying at. And... I was going to let the hotel management know that we were unhappy. And what did you ask me to do? I said, could you please be kind about it? Not that I was worried that you weren't going to be kind. And I didn't want you to not feel the feelings that you were feeling. But I wanted your behaviors to be reflective of who we truly are, not how you want to make them feel. And do any of my choices of response, so if I'm upset with the hotel staff or if I'm frustrated with a driver or I've been known to uh, have feelings towards a referee as our son played football, what's the primary feeling that you have when you don't like the way I'm handling a situation? Can you identify that first primary feeling? I think I know what you feel, but can you identify it? So beyond uncomfortable. Yes. And beyond embarrassed. Actually, no, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah, embarrassed. My my behavior embarrasses you. Yeah, and I think there's something else below that, too. A little even stronger than just embarrassed. Okay, let me see if I can nudge you in that direction. How about maturity? Does it feel like I respond in an immature way 
when honking at cars or when I'm frustrated with something? Um, that might not be the right word. No. Okay, it's not maturity. No. I guess maybe what it makes me question is like you talk about having grace for people, particularly for spouses, okay. but that doesn't show up sometimes around other people. So it feels a little hypocritical. Maybe. So I don't treat people respectfully. I don't treat them like people. I treat them like objects. Yes. There are things that are in my way. Yes. There are things that are inconveniencing me. And instead of treating them with kindness and humanity, I treat them harsherlier. Yes. Yes. And the balance that I have a hard time finding, and this may be the question that this gal is asking about how do you have compassion for your spouse when they're behaving that way. Mm -hmm. Finding the balance comes in because it is okay for you to have the feelings that you're having. Me as a husband or you as a wife? You as a husband. Yes, okay. So It's okay for you to have those feelings. Right. You can be frustrated if a yeah. referee doesn't make a call that you think is fair. You can be irritated with the people who are driving like morons, as you like to <laughs> use that word. Again, or whatever the word you choose. Theoretical. Theoretically. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to have those feelings. Those feelings aren't wrong. It's the behaviors and the actions that you have that can come across as inappropriate. Okay, in inappropriate is still kind of a general term, though. Oh. What is the, is it immature? Is it rude? Is it, I think, embarrassing. I think embarrassing is a primary emotion for you when my behavior is inappropriate. But why is it inappropriate to... Because I think that calling someone a moron because you don't... Okay, we're just theoretical. <laughs> because you don't appreciate that they drove past you really fast or whatever, you don't know what their situation is. You don't know anything about them and you're making a judgment. And I think that is not okay. And so for you to feel more comfortable, you would like me to be filled with grace as much as possible towards other people who offend or yes. bug me. Yes. That I, and that would make you feel more secure. That would make you feel happier. That would make you feel what? Would, and yeah, I'm not trying to put you on the right, spot. No, I'm no, trying no. to understand you. No, I get that. I think it would make me feel like you're more congruent. Oh, okay. So, congruent. So because I practice what I preach. Yeah. I mean, you do it great for us in our marriage. Oh, so you want me to take all of the skills that I'm learning about marriage and apply it to everybody else, have healthy relationships, not just with you, yes. but with the world in general. Yes. That's a reasonable thing to ask. Would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one -on -one time with Paul and I? How about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the Secure Marriage Podcast to your own marriage? Better yet, how about doing all of that in a warm, sunny, stunningly beautiful part of the world? You're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in February, 2023. We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to Secure Marriage com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples. So don't delay. While on the crew, while on the crew, 
Why can't I say that word? Cruise. <laughs> While on the cruise, boy, cruise. cruise, time's running out and we only have space. <laughs> you want to know how even close this is here? It was 20 minutes ago. We woke up this morning at 6.30 or whatever in our hotel room and came out and found that the countertop where Shannon's bag, suitcase, suitcase and bags with goodies and stuff, covered in ants, completely covered in ants. Yes. And Shannon doesn't like ants in the first place. No. You don't like them at all. And I don't and like so, them in my clothes, no, in my underwear, in my toothbrush. <laughs> so we call the front desk and they send up a guy to come take care of the ants. And this maintenance guy has nothing to do with this. He's just here to solve our problem. And he was gracious and he was respectful and he was appropriate and he was apologetic. And pleasant. And pleasant. For early in the morning. It's not my job to tear him down or to be frustrated. Even though I'm frustrated that we're sure. staying in a nice hotel and now we got to deal with ants in all of our stuff. Again, that is inappropriate and I think that that should be solved. Yes. But... The maintenance guy isn't the guy that we're supposed to yell at or no. to express our displeasure towards. Right, exactly. He's here trying to help us. Yes. Here's what I think it actually comes down to. Having the self-awareness, having your husband, me, have the self-awareness to say, this guy needs to be treated with grace and kindness and respect because it's not his fault. It's not his problem. And I want to make sure that I treat another human being the best way possible that self-awareness right. is the thing that creates the most safety for you. It's the thing that creates the most appreciation in you. So when the guy cuts me off and makes me almost crash, being able to have self-awareness and go, wait a second, there might be something more to the story. There might be something else. Even the guy might be an idiot, but I'm going to act within my own integrity and I don't have to be reactive. I can be proactive and yes. still choose to have a good response because I am self-aware and mature enough and regulated enough that I am not being blown and tossed by everyone else's behaviors around me. Right. I get to choose my behavior. And even if that's just when in the car and the person drives past you and cuts you off, you go, oh, that frustrates the crap out of me. Yeah. That's very different than you. You moron. Yes. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between expressing your feelings and your frustration and aiming that and directing it at a person. Attacking another human being. Yes. Now, if someone was coming at us with a gun, please attack them back. <laughs> or you know what I mean? I there's, don't have to worry about their feelings. There's appropriate places yeah. for that type yeah. of response. But driving in the car, yeah. it doesn't do anything, but it does make you look poor. Okay. So we've spent the entire 10 minutes of this podcast so far talking about what I need to be doing as the husband. But how do you respond when I am a moron and when right. I am doing all those things and when I haven't behaved I have, in the way that I would like to have behaved, how do you respond to that? Because it's right. making you uncomfortable. Right. So I have had to work on this a lot because before I worked on it, however I want to word this, I don't know. My initial response to you would be, come on, do you have to do that or stop it? Or very reactive and not compassionate at no. all. You were in your survival brain. Yes, because it would just trigger me and I would tell you, stop it. And what I really wanted you was to stop feeling what you were feeling. Stop behaving what I was behaving based upon the feelings that I had. 
Yes, but but I really oh you want me I not really did feel. want you to not oh, feel that way. Okay. I didn't think that your feelings were appropriate. I shouldn't. Yeah, you okay. shouldn't feel that way. Just someone driving stupid. You shouldn't feel that way because okay. of it. So or when we were first married, and up, up until I don't know how many years ago, yep. that really was what I wanted you to stop feeling your feelings. Yeah. I didn't recognize that feelings. You can't control your feelings. Right. Feelings are what you experience inside. Show up naturally. But you can control your behaviors. Yeah. And I didn't know the difference between mm, that. Brilliant. And so that was really important for me to learn and understand that you can have your feelings. And even if your feelings make me uncomfortable, it's okay for you to have your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's the behaviors mm-hmm. that I cannot like. Yeah. And so I have had to remind myself when we're in the car and you're behaving in a way that's making me uncomfortable. Okay, Paul is behaving out of his feelings. Mm-hmm. I get that. I can understand why you feel that way. Yeah. That's super important. And then I have to get within myself, be okay, be calm, be okay. And if I choose to say something about how you're behaving, I say it in a way like I tried to yesterday when we were sitting in the room. Yeah. Before we had the conversation, yes. you, you you asked me to... I said, could you just be aware of your yeah. behaviors and, and how that reflects on us? That's the key right there, in my opinion. It's really impossible or nearly impossible to address this situation when... The husband in this situation is in that reactive state. He's not in a listening, learning mindset at that moment. And that's the worst time to try to correct his behavior. Yes. It's always better to be out of the situation, either beforehand or afterhand. Right. to, To talk about. If it's beforehand, hey, we're going to the game. I know the referee is going to make some calls you don't like. When you are upset, what are some other options that you can do so that you're not screaming at the ref and embarrassing me? Because I don't want to sit by you if you are behaving this way. It is embarrassing or it's frustrating or it's disrespectful. Right. But you're talking about it before you're in the situation. Or if it's after the situation, 24 hours, wait a day and go, can we debrief what just happened last Tuesday or yesterday? Because this really is weighing on me and... It makes it really hard to go to a game. Right. And be clear that you understand and explain, I understand why you feel that way. It makes sense. Yeah. That's super important. But how you respond out of those feelings is uncomfortable for me. Yep. Or makes you look bad or however, whatever it is. It's entirely appropriate to ask to have that conversation. Yeah. Hopefully... The husband, and I suspect that the husband in this situation will be, the husband will be open to listening, to understanding, to saying, I don't want to ruin a soccer game for you right. by my behaviors. I want you to be able to walk out of the soccer game feeling just as good about you and me as we are about the game that we just watched right. and that you are connected, that you feel safe, that you aren't embarrassed, that that everyone knows that we are people who you know are respectful and kind and have integrity and all these other things like that. I want to make sure you walk out of that game feeling that way. Right. We do that again with traveling. By the time we get to wherever we're going, we want to make sure we like each other. Like each other, exactly. Even though we're in stressful situations and schedules and planes and Ubers and 
ants and <laughs> things like that that just drive us crazy. The hotel room's not being ready. We <laughs> want to make sure we like each other by the time we get there, by the time we're right. done with it. Right. That is a phrase we've used over and over. And for this couple who is wrote in and is listening at this moment, you might want to use that phrase over and over. Right. Okay. Hey, we're going to the soccer game at three o'clock today. I want to make sure by the time we walk away from that game, that when the game is over, you and I still like each other. That yes. we are still connected. And it's not about the soccer game anymore. It might be a Sunday afternoon is all about how do I watch a soccer game and still stay emotionally connected, connected to my wife? Yeah, exactly. And that is the practice. What am I doing that is making this experience better or worse for my spouse who's sitting next to me right, right. now? Now, if there's underlying issues, which sometimes I've seen that happen, which is the wife never lets me express my feelings in any situation. Now you're, you're going into the game with all this baggage stacked up against right. it. Because here's one more time that I can't have my way or she wants me to be a certain way and I can't be my... That has to be dealt with on sure. a whole nother level. That's right. not about a soccer game. That's not about the question we're asking right. now. That's about this thing of control and actually liking who your spouse is right. and trying to change the behavior. That's a whole nother topic. Yes. But... For the question that we were asked here, you address the situation out of the situation, either preemptively beforehand or debriefing afterwards. You have to have the mindset that says we are still looking out for the uh, feelings and the experience of the other person and self-awareness on both persons, both people's part in the middle of the situation is absolutely key so that you can regulate yourselves in a way that's going to make your spouse f- still feel comfortable. Right. That doesn't mean you have to sit there quietly, meekly, and mildly with your hands folded in your lap while you're watching a soccer game. You can both <laughs> right. both hoot and holler and, and enjoy it as long as it's done in a way that does not embarrass or hurt your spouse. Right. And so the next soccer game, we're recording this on a Thursday, right? Yes. Friday. Today's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. So if you guys have a game coming up the following weekend, this is your homework, okay? Young, dear couple who's um, written into us. Your homework is to make the next soccer game a practice or a challenge in emotional connection. Yes. That's the point of the soccer game. It isn't about who wins or loses or how well your son or daughter does. Yes. It is, can we stay emotionally connected? And then that's a win. Yeah. And if everyone does a good job, go get ice cream afterwards. Because <laughs> that's what you do after games. Yeah, you always get ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a good question. I like this yeah, one. This was a, this was a good one. If you are listening, dear listeners, and um, you have your questions, um, like this couple wrote into us, we'd love to hear about them. You can email my wife Shannon at securemarriage.com or email me Paul at securemarriage.com, and we are more than happy to answer these and reply to them. And uh, what we find out is, if one person has um, the question, usually a lot of people have yes. questions about it. And yes. we're going to change youth soccer everywhere by yep. creating the best For parents sure. everywhere. Yep. Because this is a soccer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.